While many kids may be looking forward to the end of the school year just a couple of weeks away and enjoying some lazy days of summer, or maybe, well, as a family, you're looking forward to a vacation that you've been planning. Well, for the Archdiocese of Portland Vocations Office, well, right now, it's a pretty busy time of year. And joining me to fill us in on all the happenings is Father Peter Julia, the Director of the Office of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland. Good morning, Father Peter. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thanks, Brenda. It's always good to be with you. I wish I was in the studio, but, you know, I guess every once in a while... We have to do uh, some correspondence stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, well, like I said, it is a busy time of year. We know that whenever we invite you up to the station, boy, we know that we're going to get a couple of hours of your time. But boy, on this morning, we know that you've got a lot going on in just a few short hours. I mean, really, in a day, there is going to be a wonderful event at the cathedral. It is ordination time. And well, you have a kind of a neat role, kind of an intimate part that you get to play as you stand with these young men who are presenting themselves for ordination to the priesthood. Tell our listeners a little bit about what's going to be happening for you and especially for our seminarians, our transitional deacons, as they prepare for Saturday's ordination. Oh, absolutely, Brenda. It's funny. Uh, actually, I, I can celebrate it at Mass for Christmas, or not Christmas, for Easter Day with the Archbishop this year, because I don't have a parish, right? So sometimes, most of the time I'm filling in, but every once in a while on a special day like that, all the priests are in their places, and and so I was celebrating, and a friend of mine, her and her son happened to be at that Mass, and they said, when's Father Peter going to do something? (laughs) That's what her son said to her, because when you're (laughs) celebrating, you don't do a whole lot. And so this is one of those masses where actually I get to do something. I have a couple of lines. And so toward the beginning of the ordination, really after, after the, uh, the readings, uh, what will happen is they'll bring the archbishop to the front of the altar, and he'll be seated. And then I'll be up at the front of the altar with, with a little kind of portable um, podium. And I'll basically say, ask, it's like a dialogue between Archbishop Sample and myself, and I'll say, most Reverend Father, Holy Mother Church asks you to ordain these, our brothers, responsibility of the priesthood. And then he responds to me, he says, do you know them to be worthy? And then my response to him is, after inquiry among the Christian people and upon the recommendation of those responsible, I testify that they have been found worthy. And then in the Archbishop will respond back to me again. He says, relying on the help of the Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ, we choose these men, our brothers, the order of the priesthood. And then everybody present should respond, thanks be to God. So that's kind of, and then there's an applause after that. And and then the archbishop will preach his homily at that moment. So it's a pretty cool moment in dialogue, especially, I love that verbiage, these men, our brothers, you know, mm. and, um, you know, do you know them to be worthy? And the funny thing that every man thinks on the day of his ordination, you're standing there as the three candidates, and then you're like, I'm not worthy. I'm, I'm not, not worthy. <laughs> oh, exactly my gosh. Yeah. So as they're preparing for this investing and lining up, having gone through this before your ordination in Rome for these young deacons, how are they feeling kind of going into this? I imagine that they, as you said, aren't feeling worthy and maybe feeling a little overwhelmed or nervous walking into this uh, this mass. Yeah, it's funny. I will say that um, I will say that the diaconate ordination 
Uh, so that my, my diaconate was in Rome and then Deacon James Ladd was just ordained, you know, just really a week and a half or so ago. And um, I say you're probably a, maybe a bit more nervous at your diaconate ordination because that's when you take all of your most important promises of celibacy and obedience and, uh, you know, in different aspects like that. Uh, but you're, you're nervous at either one. And I remember in Rome, we were in a big sacristy and uh, the my spiritual director happened to be one of the people that sat with us back there. And I always liken it to like, there's a coach with you before game day. And it's funny and everybody's doing different things. You got some men who are praying the rosary. You have some men who are pacing back and forth silently. You have a couple guys who are kind of chatting with each other. And, and it's just like when you see in these movies, everybody in the locker room, so to speak, nervous <laughs> before the big game. And, and so I find a lot of my role that day is really behind the scenes. And every once in a while, you know, of course, some of the men just because of, of their own growing up as altar servers, but some men never really had that experience. So not everybody has served with the archbishop before. And then that's the very first day you're going to can celebrate a mass for the very first time. You're going to be saying like parts of the Eucharistic prayer and they split that up. So there's a lot going on and you have a lot of emotion. So you kind of get ordained and then have to shift right into being a priest at that very mass and get celebrating for the first time. So sometimes you're reviewing little things like that with guys that are nervous or forget stuff. And, you know, and you're like, Oh, remember you're going to say this prayer to yourself silently, you know, but you're not going to be near the missile. So you won't have the prayer. Yes. It's just like oh. a lot of those, there's just those subtle subtleties that, that you can kind of help them them with. And, and it's just like, Oh, you know, and same thing with the deacons when they got ordained, you're like, remember, you know, of course, when you proclaim the gospel, you're going to bring the book of the gospel to the archbishop so he can kiss it and bless the people with the book. There's just a lot of steps that you don't normally do that you kind of have to remember. And when you're, when you're nervous, it's a lot harder. So it helps to have somebody just kind of with you, like assuring you and just checking in on, on little details, you know. Oh, it's those little details that I often remind myself too, especially when the Archbishop is presiding is, oh, don't don't sit down yet until the book of the Gospels is kissed. <laughs> yeah. Of course, as a congregation, we have our role to play. Father Peter Julia is the Director of Voca- Office of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland joining us today. And then just for those who are listening, the ordination is in fact an open event that the whole community is invited to attend. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And and this year I would expect, gosh, I'd really expect a lot of people because then we have three men being ordained, which is the first time in many years that we've actually had this many. It's usually been one or two for, for a number of years for, for gosh, so nearly the better part of a decade. And, um, and we, and then of course, one of them is from a Hispanic community. And then one is from the Vietnamese community. And then one from the Anglo community. So so three of the biggest oh. communities in the archdiocese are there. And then when it comes to the Hispanic community and the Vietnamese community, they they tend to show up in force for, for big events. They're very, very supportive of their priests. So, um, yeah, so those who do plan on coming, you know, we all know the parking at the cathedral is less than we would hope that it would be. So, um, you know, get there early. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, get there early, plan maybe a carpool. And for those who are unable to attend in person, we'll, of course, tune in to the live stream. I know that these events will also be live streamed, so you'll have a wonderful opportunity to also watch. And then between now and that time, we'll just please keep everyone in your prayers. Those who are planning, who are want to make sure that everything goes off well. And of course, for these transitional deacons as they prepare in these final days before their pre ordination. Father Peter, I've enjoyed our conversation. That's a lot just getting ready for the weekend, but boy, the month of June isn't over even by a long shot. We've just in fact started and there's still more to happen. I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Sure, absolutely. Well, I am back with Father Peter Julia. Father Peter is the director of the Office of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland. While we might be getting ready to kind of ease into a restful month of June as school lets out and maybe vacations are getting planned, well, for the Archdiocese of Portland in the Vocations Office, June, pretty busy month. Father Peter is joining us today. Well, to let us know all of the things that are going on. Father Julia, thank you so much for staying with me. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Brenda. It's always good to be with you. Well, we spent our first part of the interview talking about the wonderful ordination that is coming up on Saturday. But while that is only the start of the month, you've got a lot more things happening Summer assignments are happening uh, for the seminarians. You're involved with that. And also, well, you're trying to get a new class of seminarians ready to enter uh, whatever seminary they plan to go to. Tell our listeners a little bit about how busy it can be just in those two areas. Oh, yeah. Our, our office is bustling. So, so those, those that know a little bit more about the Archdiocese know that the Office of, of Clergy kind of encompasses the vocations office as well. And so that's our vicar for clergy, Father Todd Molinari, and then and then myself as vocations director, and then and then Sarah Bertrand and Dawn Bentz. And so we're kind of in this quad area, you know, and we share. And then also um, Angie Godfrey is in charge of our senior priests. So really from all the way from applicants to seminarians to priests to senior priests, we, we, we sort of have the whole entire population covered. But everything happens at the same time because all the men applying to enter into seminary, they're right here at their deadlines. So we're trying to get all their materials gathered together, which is a tough thing to do for young men. Sometimes their their responsibility and accountability for, for those of you who have young men in your households, you know, you ask them to do something, they don't always get it done. So it's the same thing for young men who are going to be seminarians sometimes. <laughs> and so, And then we are also, all of our priestly assignments will start July 1. And so Father Todd is making phone call after phone, finalizing all of the priestly assignments as well. And then, of course, then we have these men who are about to be ordained. And then we're also ramping up for other events like our Quobatus Days camp for younger men who are, who are discerning the priesthood and the, the high school age men. And so it's, um, it's a bustling time for us. Yeah, as everybody winds down, we kind of have to really ramp it up. And then it kind of winds down after all of this. Oh, very nice. Father Peter Julia joining us today. Well, to let us know what keeps him busy through the month of June. Let's talk about Quo Vadis Days. I think this is a wonderful opportunity for young men to just have a discussion with God, with a, a trusted priest to ask themselves, 
where are you going? Right. That is Quo Vadis. That is what is happening. That's coming up at the end of the month. And there is still space available for young men to join and tell our listeners a little bit about the age group who you are inviting and what they can expect at that weekend. Yeah, Covatus is kind of an amazing time. Often the Archbishop, he refers to it as our, our casting our broad net, so to speak. Because we have the two events that we have that are very effective are Covatus and then also our our discernment um, retreat with the Archbishop that happens kind of more in the new year. And so the discernment retreat is really more for those guys like the applicants that we just mentioned. Those guys who are about to apply or, or almost ready to enter seminary, that's kind of for them. But then because this is younger men, high school age men, this is kind of that broader net where you're like, are you open to a, as a Catholic young man, are you open to a possibility to the priesthood? And actually Monsignor John Syak started Quavadis Days with another priest many, many years ago, and it spread all across the country, but, but they were really the, um, the innovators of it way back then. And it's grown, of course, uh, quite a bit over the years. Many years we had it in Camp Howard, for the last couple of years, we've had it at Father Bernard Youth Center, which it'll be this year as well in Mount Angel. And so there's there's just a combination of things, like kind of like fun and fellowship, but then prayer and also talks like hearing from priests. So many of the priests that people often hear on modern day um, will be the priests that come to speak to the young men, men like you know men like Monsignor Syak and Deacon Justin Echeverria. And um, Deacon Brent and Father Tim Furlow sometimes has come over the years, and Father Jeff Muse, and many, many of our great priests come and talk to these young men. And so they have like a little conference like that. But then a lot of the time, they're also, they have daily mass, but then we'll go up to the Abbey, we'll go up to Mount Angel one of the days, and this year, Abbot Jeremy is also going to speak to the men. Uh, but in between a lot of those conferences and prayer times, they just play. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. everybody knows, like, you know, boys like to kind of play sports and do things with each other. And the thing I've been so amazed of, when you have a healthy balance of the leisure and the prayer, it's amazing to watch them enter in. I, I think their parents would be shocked to see how prayerful they are. So they get out out there and play basketball and run around and, you know, play Frisbee and flag football and do do whatever they're doing. And they get that energy out. But it's amazing to see these young men in the chapel praying. We've often done a holy hour on the last night where we're to last throughout the night or late into the night. And and I'm amazed that every year you have a handful of guys that are sometimes in there the entire night, basically forsaking sleep. These are high school Mm -hmm. boys, you know, to, to be in the presence of our Lord in the Eucharist and adoration. And so it's pretty incredible and uplift. And we'll also go to Silver Falls for sort of like a field trip a day um, there. And so we have kind of a lot of things packed into just a few days. There's a Eucharistic procession uh, one of those nights, and then they have an opportunity to to go to confession as well, that where the monks uh, from Mount Angel will help us with confessions. And so there's, there's a lot of things that they get exposed to at that time. And, and many of the men that we have as seminarians now were attendees of Kulatis Days. I think that's perfect. And as a a parent myself, Father Peter, our son was probably, you know, eighth or ninth grade when he went to Covatus days for the first time. And while he realized that he did not have a vocation to the priesthood, it was 
such blessed time that he remembers so fondly. And I would just encourage every parent to just give your child the opportunity to see what it's all about and you know, let them be guided by God as to what they are meant to do with their lives and their vocation. So I encourage our listeners to definitely go to the vocations office to check it out more. Uh, talk to Father Peter if you need some more information or his office, and uh, you can apply again. And that is coming up June 26th uh, to the 29th. So applications need to be in very, very soon. Well, Father Peter, I've certainly enjoyed our time today. And again, you're on the phone because you've got a busy day ahead and I really appreciate your time today. Before we go, will you end us in a prayer? Absolutely. Thanks so much, Brenda. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, God, we thank you so much for this opportunity to speak today about these wonderful events happening in our local church, the Archdiocese of Portland. And we just ask you to bless the three uh, candidates for ordination, Deacon Matthew Knight, Deacon Ephraim Razo, and Deacon Anthony Wong Fan as they prepare in these final days to be ordained priests and to serve you in your vineyard of the Archdiocese. And we thank you so much for all of the supporters that we've had, all of the lay people, the faithful people that listen to Modern Day, that help us with their financial donations, but, but mostly with their prayers, uh, because these are the people that, that we're training men to serve someday. And so we ask you to be with all of those men discerning any religious vocation, any men or women who are discerning religious life, and any men discerning the priesthood. Uh, but we ask you to be with all of us, and I ask you also to be with all of the listeners here today that may listen to this broadcast. And I call down your almighty blessing on all of them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Peter. Thank you for your time today, and we'll talk again to you real soon. Okay, sounds good, Brenda. Thanks again. And again, that is Father Peter Julia. He is the director of the Office of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland. I will add a link to the podcast of this interview that will get you right to his office and more information. Well, especially if you're looking into Covatus days, you'll find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app.